You're listening to Prosper the Connection. I'm Benjamin Ha. The intent of this podcast is to help us connect with each other after having been through a year without any significant face-to-face interaction. Each episode, we're going to sit down with a member of our cohort and dive into how they've been spending their summer, what they love to do in their free time, and anything else you might find interesting. Let's get started. Hi, this is Tony. Ben and I are extremely excited to have our first guest today, Callie Hinton. As many of you know, she is our vice chair on the student council. And today we're going to get to know her a little bit better. Callie is from the state of Ohio and currently lives in the Seattle area with her husband and their 14-year-old lab. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us, Callie. I really appreciate you taking your time out of your day. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Ben and Tony. I am so excited to be with you. It's summer. I haven't (laughs) seen you since like June sometime. Um, And we were in the thick of uh, supply chain management. Wait, has it only been since June? It feels like a long time since school ended, but also not a very long time at all. Yeah, it feels like it was a, a weird dream I had um, that I'm still processing. <laughs> How'd you feel about the year? It was good. It exceeded my expectations. Everyone, yeah, it just exceeded my expectations. Um, really, to me, just meeting people, connecting with people that I didn't you know, really expect to, like the both of you, we probably like normally wouldn't be having a conversation together. Um, maybe we would, but I think that's like the wonderful thing about the program, just being with open, curious people um, that are eager to learn and kind of on the same journey together as well. I definitely feel that. I think uh, you, you were mentioning earlier that you're a little, you're a little introverted and I feel the same way. And the fact that I even reached out to, to ask you to, to chat was like a I don't think it's something that I would have done a year ago, but having been through this through the year, it's been a lot easier, especially with getting used to Zoom. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I feel like my Zoom game has risen so much. Pretty proud of myself on that. And um, just being more comfortable and being more open and being able to talk to folks more. So um, I'm, I'm curious, Tony, I'm actually curious if we can back up why you both decided to do this and and how why together so i'll give ben props this was his brainchild it was something that he brought up as a way to kind of combat the fact that we haven't done anything in person and we saw it as an opportunity to try and get to know some of our cohort a little bit better Um, and then again another good idea by ben was to kind of start with the student council um, so that we could kind of get to know the leaders of our cohort. So Ben and I, we're in the same, we're on the same team, the same, same team uh, al dente. So that's why, why it worked out as such, but yeah, this was, this was Ben's idea and uh, we're trying to get it some legs, get it to take off. You, you can tell why I picked Tony because he just spends the whole time complimenting me. It, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's it's the best part of this program. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I I felt very strongly that we had been missing out on this face-to-face connection and I didn't really have the, what I anticipate to be the like 
they would call it like the water cooler chats right in between um, the immersion sessions where I could just walk up to somebody and say, Hey, like, how are you doing today? Um, what do you do? What do you do? What do you like to do? And I really haven't spent that time reaching out to folks in our program. And I think, I think some people have, and this is just a way for me to force myself to do it and to hopefully share, share it amongst the rest of the cohort and make something that we can all enjoy. I love it. You have a great voice too. You're, you're made for this. <laughs> Thanks. I'm channeling my inner um, podcast host. <laughs> so Callie, I have a question for you. You're a self-proclaimed introvert. And I think Ben and I both identify a little bit more on the introverted side, but you chose to do student council, which to me seems like the opposite of an introvert. So is that you making like a conscious effort to be more extroverted or is it just something that really you, you identified with that you could do a good job? Uh, I just wanted to get, get an idea of what made you decide to, to make that choice. That is such a good question. And I wasn't expecting that question either. Oh, well, we can skip it. We can pass. No, no, I'll, I'll try my best. Um, I think I, you know, probably a little bit of it is ego and just wanting to, you know, put myself out there and knowing that it, you know, it's good for me, but also that, um, serving for, for others and seeing what I can do to help other people. I, that really was the driver. I, I love the program. I think there's opportunities to make it even better. I feel like there's a way to connect people. And there's just something inside of me that said, hey, I want to be a part of that. And why not? Um, so I just put my, myself out there and I wasn't expecting it to you know, serve on student council, but here I am and I'm, <laughs> I'm excited and I'm a little eager to see where it goes. So I love that question. I think I remember, let's see, I remember, gosh, I'm an introvert, but I also remember um, applying for student council, like back in seventh grade too. So it's always been, you know, a part of me wanting to just kind of help out and in my own way. No, thanks for your candid response. I, I think all of us, by virtue of being in this program, have somewhat of an ego or you know, we're searching for that self-improvement. However, not all of us felt the calling to do this. And I think it's kind of speaks volumes about you wanting to volunteer your own time and go above and beyond. So thank you for doing it so that me and Ben don't have to. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you, Callie. I know personally as an, uh, also an introvert, I thought about it for maybe half a minute and then I was like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> that's, that's so funny, Ben, because I wouldn't think of you as an introvert either. I re one of my first um, kind of recollections of you in the program is in Whaley's class in accounting, where you volunteered at the very beginning to do some type of um, experiment with her on like gambling or something. And I was like, wow. She, she still owes me money. She still you owes me $2. Whaley. <laughs> and yeah, Tony, Tony also uh, volunteered for it as well. I remember that. Because we really we're, we're gamblers. We're addicts. 
closet gamblers? Not really. But. We could be. It, it could potentially be the thing we move on to after yeah. the MBA program when we have time. <laughs> I see a business plan happening here. <laughs> so I don't really know that much about student councils. Um, my experience with student council has been like student council in high school where uh, basically the most popular person tries to run for student council president. And that's, that's pretty much it. The, the Napoleon dynamite experience. What is the purpose of the, the UW hybrid MBA student council? And I think you're the vice chair, right? So what is your role on the council? Yeah, great question. I would say the UW hybrid student council is very new. So we are in our second year. We had a great class before us really stand it up and uh, kind of put some framework together and imagine what it could be. To me, I believe student council is really just the voice and to be representatives for the students and to make sure that the students are heard um, all students, whether you raise your hand or not. So we're always thinking about you and we're a liaison with the program and just trying to make the experience better for the students. I think it's just simple as that. It could look like a lot of different things, but always you know, taking the ego out of the positions and making sure that you're just a representative of the student body. I think the brilliance of this program is that the program managers and because it's new, like everyone's really open to what the program can be. And I think because of that, it's not a sudden stone thing. So the students really can have a voice of shaping what the program can look like. And um, even as Foster raises through the ranks too, that's also really exciting because the hybrid program is part of the foster system. Have you gotten a lot of feedback from our classmates? I know that uh, the the responses to the surveys don't don't seem to be as complete <laughs> as the program would like. It it always seems like uh, we don't have enough responses for those. So I'm interested to hear if you actually get direct feedback. I haven't done a lot of digging into it yet since I'm I'm new in this role, but I think a lot of the feedback. That, you know, some of the feedback I've heard is, you know, it was a weird year being all of us in a pandemic. So uh, collaboration, Zoom fatigue, um, that sort of things, I think were some of the top, top things and, and being mindful of and what a odd year it was. I'm curious about what feedback, feedback might look like next year when we're all together and we're not living in a global pandemic. So Callie, I saw on LinkedIn that you just took a new job with OmniCell. I'm saying that correctly, right? Yes. As an employment, employment brand strategist. Am I getting that right? You are. Okay, perfect. I was nervous. Um, I guess we want to kind of learn about what that process was like for you. Some of the, some of the lessons that you learned, um, how that worked with going to school and having a job, you know, that you were with at Microsoft beforehand, um, just how, how you were able to manage all that. It wasn't easy, especially during the interview process. I was, um, I was actually in a cabin in Montana going to school 
working at Microsoft and doing panel interviews for this new job and on some really spotty Wi-Fi. And it was a little nuts, but the interview with my new employer, OmniCell, went so well that I knew that this was the right fit for me in a job. And I am a horrible interviewer too. I will make it weird. So the fact that I felt good about the interview and that I connected with the people on the panel really spoke volumes that, yeah, this is probably the right job for me and that they can see past my awkwardness and see that I actually care about the work and the mission of this company, which is all about healthcare and saving lives, which is pretty cool. I mean, you can't deny that. Um, but also the job description was a right fit for me and the panel was great. Uh, I, I was actually applying and interviewing all through the, the hybrid program last year. So I got a lot of um, pings, a lot of rejections, and it was just, you know, managing, managing interviewing, managing school, and then trying to manage my, my relationships, you know, keeping my family happy. That was honestly a struggle, but I would say the saving grace was the study groups in the program that everyone knew th that we all had different situations and um, I'm on team BAM and they, you know, they could pick up the slack when I was having a crazy week or I could pick up the slack for them. So really that was a saving grace that I could do all these things without them. Don't think I could do it. Wow. Big shout out to team BAM. It sounds like they, they really helped you land this new job. That's awesome. Yes. Team BAM. I would be curious do you feel like your teams were supportive in your kind of work life trying balance? Tony's been an awesome hype man. And not, not just for me, for, for our entire group. And I do think we've, we've been able to uh, really support each other. I, I remember, I think it was the last quarter or maybe it was the quarter before um, we had a planned team meeting for an assignments and kind of the last minute, like an hour before I was like, I, I have personal stuff that just came up. I can't make it. And everybody on the team was like, Oh, don't worry about it. Like we'll, we'll catch you up. We'll take care of it. Don't, don't worry. Take care of that first. And then, then um, worry about school after. And yeah, I mean, I couldn't ask for a more supportive and friendly team. And I, I'm sure every person in the, the cohort feels that way about their, their personal group, which is awesome. I just wish we could, we had more opportunities to share our teams with everybody else. And yeah, that, that's kind of what this is for, right? We're trying to learn more about each other. Mm -hmm. I love it. Can you, this might be a stupid question, but can you tell me what an employment brand strategist does? Because th those <laughs> words mean things to me separately, but when they're put together, I have no idea. No, it's such a great question. What is that? So it's basically a marketing and communications role. Oftentimes it sits within HR, sometimes marketing. And the goal is to attract and retain the right talent to the company. So rather than consumer marketing, we're really focused on people and uh, telling people's stories who are in the company 
and making sure that their process from a recruitment standpoint is easy, that they're not getting multiple emails, that the website they go to looks good, that they see people that look like them, um, and then that the company's vision and culture is articulated to candidates. That that actually clarifies things a bit. That makes sense. I I had never thought that a company like even has to think about those things, but it clearly makes sense now that you've mentioned all of it. Yeah, totally. Companies used to not have to think about those things. Like my my parents, they never had to, you know, they got hired, they had their job for 30 years as a school teacher, and then that was it. There was no type of trying to you know, they think about the the purpose of the company and ensure that they felt heard and seen as much. Maybe that was happening internally, but I think people, especially younger people now care more about the purpose of the company, um, you know, the culture of the company, and is it like a diverse and inclusive company as well. So all those things are, there. it's a little bit more new uh, function within organizations, which is fun. Yeah, it's definitely something that I, I want to keep in mind for, for the next place that I land. I know that we've been talking a lot about kind of the business and professional side. And you mentioned that you lived in Australia for a year. So I really want to get to that because that sounds awesome. I've, I've never been to Australia. I've only really been out of the country once ever. So that sounds exotic and exciting. Can, yeah. you, can you just start talking about how you ended up in Australia and what drove that? Yeah. How does one end up in Australia when they're from a place called Sandusky, Ohio, which is a small town um, on Lake Erie, small kind of farming town. It also has a a amusement park um, that some people know of. But anyway, so how I ended up in Australia, I graduated uh, college uh, around 2008-2009. Also, my senior year of college, my mother passed away. And then my parents got divorced right before I, I went into college. So uh, it was a tough time. I didn't really feel like totally present. And it really wasn't, you know, the college experience I wanted. So I was a little bit lost when I graduated. And there was also this thing called the, the financial crisis. So a friend said she was going to Australia and I said, okay, I'm going to, that sounds great. And she couldn't go to Australia. So I said, I'm still going to go. And I went with my three suitcases, three suitcases, which was way too much. And I lived there for 11 months and I just figured it out, but I met really wonderful people along the way. It's a very kind of backpacky community. It's gorgeous in Australia. I was a bar back. I picked uh, olives in a like an olive tree vineyard and um, roamed around from the Sydney area to the West Coast, took a train for three days across the country. And then I traveled in Thailand and Cambodia and Vietnam for a while. So I just needed that kind of like life-changing seeking thing at that time. And I was grateful and lucky to be able to do it. So that's how I ended up in Australia. Wow. We've got to do a second episode with Callie just to go over that, that experience. 
That sounds awesome. It's a great place. Tony, have you been to Australia? No, I haven't. I haven't been uh, out of the country much either. Uh, so now, someday maybe, go down under. Isn't that, that's what they say, right? Yeah. Uh, Learn how to throw a boomerang, hang out with some kangaroos. Uh, yeah, mates. Exactly. What <laughs> <Have> a fossils. <laughs> <laughs> what do you miss most about Australia? Do you have anything you miss most, I guess? Oh, the beaches are gorgeous. It's just really beautiful beaches everywhere you turn. The people are really friendly too. I wouldn't say it's a huge culture shock coming from, from the United States. Um, so it's a little bit easier to assimilate. But yeah, the beaches, uh, the barbecue, um, and then just being, you know, gosh, I was like 23 and just, you know, living the life. So I'm going to turn 36 this Monday. So it's, it's a little bit different scenario in my life right now. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. So can I take over and ask you some questions? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Okay, I'm curious what your favorite class was, each of you in the, in the course. And I know I'm getting kind of um, school specific, but I'm just curious. It's still in my head. That is a tough question because we had a lot of classes and I felt like there was no, there wasn't enough time each week to sit back and for me at least to really like enjoy what we're doing. It was for me just finishing the assignment, getting to the next assignment, getting to the next assignment, um, due dates, due dates, due dates. There were professors I really enjoyed. Like obviously Wei Li was awesome. She, she did such a fantastic job. Um, Isaria's classes were great. And so I have an engineering background. And so I lean more toward that, that data analysis part of it. So doing the data analysis stuff was interesting. It was fun. It was, yeah, I would have to say maybe one of the data analytics courses, even though Whaley was awesome and Dan Turner's marketing was amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and it made me want to become a marketer and Maybe I still want to become a marketer, but I, I definitely, it was abstract enough that I struggled at some points with it. Mm. What about you, Tony? Uh, I liked micro. I know. I think that's kind of the, Callie just gasped. For those of you that didn't, didn't hear that. <laughs> Everybody's reaction when I say that, but uh, I have an econ background, so. I enjoyed uh, that class because it was kind of a review. It was fun to remember things that I learned, you know, a decade ago in my undergrad. So. I will say that with the, the tech engineering background, micro was still a struggle for me too. Uh, it's still numbers, but the, they're all different for some reason. I, I didn't understand why. <laughs> what about you? Isn't this brilliant? Because... I have the exact opposite reaction. Micro almost killed me, microeconomics. And I was like, what way does the graph go? I'm crossing my hands right now. And I think the concept for, you know, the, the, the broader concepts I think are fascinating. But for me, I guess, and my, my thinking, my, my left side of my brain, I just got too nitty gritty in the weeds and like just couldn't get out of it. But I think it's so amazing that we're all in the same program and 
you know, we're equals, but these different classes, you know, kind of can, you can kind of push into them more, you have more areas of expertise. And that's so awesome that we can connect together. And I can lean on Tony, like in, in 10 years and like tap you up for uh, economics help and, and, and Ben on data analysis, which I will sorely, I will need both of you for that. Um, yeah, it's just fascinating. I thought all the classes were great. I mean, what wonderful instructors. Global strategy was interesting because we got to go deep on topics that we normally don't get to talk about as regular people. Like, what's your opinion on um, pop? you know, you know, uh, populations or what's your opinion on globalization or how do you think about the world? And it's a safe space where you can talk about those things and feel like you're being heard. And then I, I do think, you know, I like the marketing class, but Dan to me was very thoughtful in his approach. So I appreciate that. And every, everybody was awesome. All the classes were great, but whew, did I struggle with microeconomics? But Alexis, he's brilliant too, and he has so much uh, enthusiasm. That was something that I I told everybody when I first joined the program, um, and people, people, my friends, family would ask like, "Oh, how's how do you like the MBA program so far?" And I was saying that I couldn't believe the passion that the professors had for topics that to to somebody on the outside seem not so interesting um just like yeah like something like microeconomics uh i mean even having been through it uh, i don't know if i would say i'm super interested in it but alexis sure was and that passion really carried through during the classes it, yes. it's been an amazing trip so far i agree i agree so i, I don't want to take up too much of your time Callie. so i have two rapid fire questions to to end this unless tony still has anything to ask Nope. All right. I have, I'll have some, I'll have rapid fire questions too. I'll go <laughs> shoot your two and then I got four. Oh, wow. Okay. Unless uh, we have the same ones. Maybe. Uh, all right. Number one, um, what are you reading or watching right now? Uh, I just finished watching 30 Rock. I recently discovered it and I think it's pretty funny. Alec Baldwin, he is a character. Reading, I, I haven't read a lot lately i'm kind of giving my my brain a break on reading other than doing reading for work so 30 rock if you haven't haven't checked it out now is the time <laughs> all right and uh next question what should people reach out to you for uh, in terms of our cohort if they want to talk to you about something yeah i would say reach out to me to if you if you want to have your voice heard in any way and um, have any thoughts how we can make the program better. And, and I can, you know, it can be anonymous um, conversation too, but I can take that back to the program um, and, and, you know, kind of give them some feedback. And I would say um, also reach out to me if you have any uh, questions about marketing or if you want to talk about wine or dogs or Australia, I'm here for you. Awesome. Wine, dogs in Australia and marketing. Yes. And, and student council. Okay, great. So you just answered two of my rapid fire questions. I was going to ask wine or beer, wine. Yes. 
So red or white? Ooh, I mean, it really depends. I kind of drink for, for the mood and like the food. So red in the winter more if I'm eating meat and then white more summer, you know, like lighter food, Asian food, that type of thing. Okay. And then you have a dog. Yes. Tell us about the dog. Okay. The dog's name is Louie. He is 13. I got him in Athens, Ohio, where I went to undergrad, found him in a parking lot. He is the love of my life, but he's, um, you know, he's just getting up there right now. So oh. Louis is going to turn 14 soon, but he's, he's doing well and he still likes to eat just like his mom. <laughs> and he's, uh, you said he's a lab, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then two quick questions. Do you say data or data? What a good question. I switch it up. I say data and data, I believe. Okay, cool. That's fine. That's acceptable. And then do you say economics or economics? Oh, darn. I think e- economics, economic. I think I say economics. Okay. Because it sounds so highbrow when I say it like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does indeed. Well, thank you. Uh, you. This has been an enlightening opportunity to talk to you. And thank you for being so candid with some of these questions. We appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. No, I really appreciate you both reaching out to me. I hope you got like a sentence that's usable, but it was fun to just kind of hang out with you for a half an hour. Yeah, this has been great, Kelly. I've I'm really enjoyed it. I think we've got some good stuff. Um, and just to add on to the end here, for anyone listening, Callie's birthday is July 26th. So whenever, whenever I get around to releasing it, it might be July, it might be August, who knows? Um, remember that her birthday is July 26th. Okay. They, they can buy me a drink at immersion. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy you one. Okay. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you both. Have a good night. Big thank you to Callie for joining us this week. And thank you for listening to Prosper the Connection. If you have any feedback or want to be on the show, DM me or Tony Segura on Slack.